Hey, I'm Jenna Wolf, certified lactation counselor, parent coach, and extended breastfeeding mom of two. I fully understand the unique challenges of breastfeeding beyond the baby days, and I'm here to take your hand and support you along your journey. So toss that hair in a messy bun, grab a basket of laundry to fold, and let's get started. This is Start to Stop Toddler Breastfeeding. So you've got a booby monster on your hands. Hey, mama. (laughs) This episode is really dedicated to all of the mothers out there who are feeling like they are ready to wean and their toddler is not. You got a really clingy kiddo who just wants to be on you, touching you, beside you, and hopefully breastfeeding most of the day. That seems to be what their deepest desire is and uh, what they're opting for more often than not these days. And it's really frustrating because you're ready to put a nice little bow on your breastfeeding relationship and move on to the next chapter of parenting, but they are not. So I am going to be talking about how you can support your child to move into a stage where they are better able to tolerate the changes that you are ready for. So at the very beginning of this, even though this might seem obvious, I just really want to put this out there so that we're all on the same page. Regardless of what you may have read elsewhere or what plans or step-by-step instructions someone might have given you, you cannot magically change another human's internal experience and feelings, right? That's just important to say. We can't flip a switch or do this sequence of events and magically make your toddler ready to wean or ready to move into the next stage of of your relationship together. And I will say this as someone who has tried. I tried that many, many times in many ways with my kids. I would go on to, uh, you know, Google, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook groups, and whatever the challenging thing was, it was like, okay, what am I going to try? Okay, let's try a, you know, my daughter used a pacifier and it was like, okay, we had the teddy bear that we stuffed and we put the soother in the teddy bear and, you know, she was going to say goodbye to the soother, but still hold it in the teddy bear. We did like the fairy where we put the soother on the balloon and like make it go away. We did all all the things we tried, right? And we would push for like a week or more and it just would fall apart. She would be hysterical, right? It was a real, 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 real struggle. So I tried. I tried doing the tips and the tricks and the how-to guides for, you know, giving your child that readiness, right? Helping them to be ready to let go of this thing. Now, for, for in that instance, it was a pacifier, but I've done this with breastfeeding as well. Um, But in this context, of course, we are talking about breastfeeding. Now, you might be listening and you're like, well, that worked for a friend. And that might be true. But there are other factors at play here. There's the kind of uh, environment that your child is in. There's their unique temperament. But it's not just a temperament. It's the way their nervous system is wired, which is partly from like genetics, but also partly from their environment growing up to this point, right? That kind of nurture piece, which are things that you may have had control over and things that you haven't had control over, things that you're aware of and things that you're not aware of that make your individual child unique. And that means that they're going to be able to move through some things with ease and other things are going to be really challenging for them. So for someone else, those things might have worked, but they had a different child. They don't have your child, 
And that's really, really important to understand. We have to take our eyes off of everyone else and off of all of the how-tos, right, that worked for someone else and turn our eyes back to our own child in this moment. So turn your eyes back to your own child. So when we're talking about the fact that, you know, we can't go inside of our child and magically make them feel better about something, we can't control their internal experience. We just can't. But you can control your internal experience or at least have an eye turned towards it. And this is really important to understand because your internal experience, consciously or unconsciously, will impact your child's internal experience. And this is because you're in an attachment relationship. So all humans are impacted by other humans uh, on on a very uncount- unconscious level. So facial expressions, you know, tone of voice, uh, body language, that kind of stuff will impact us. So if someone is feeling stressed out, fearful, perhaps, imagine being at a store and you notice somebody's body language and you can tell that they're feeling something. You might not even consciously uh, think, oh, that person is feeling sad or that person is feeling scared, but you're going to have an in- like a reaction, like an internal experience looking at that person. Now, this is called attunement. Uh, we talk about mirror neurons. There's lots of cool stuff we could talk about, but just let's just accept that that's the case, right? That we have this experience um, and ability as human beings, but it's even more so for a young human who's attached to their caregiver, right? The way that we are carrying ourselves, the way that we move, the way that we talk, all impact our child's internal experience. This is not your fault. I really want to just stress that very, very strongly. Maybe there were things that were going on you weren't aware of, um, but you can change those things now. And it makes sense, right? You were doing the best you could in all of those moments. So it's never like to beat yourself up or to feel super guilty about this, but it's important to understand because when you understand, you can be empowered to make some changes with it, right? So what ends up happening, I call this the toddler breastfeeding stress cycle, but We feel stressed for whatever reason. This could be our beliefs and thoughts and ideas about breastfeeding and about toddler breastfeeding. And a lot of those things we have had kind of handed to us. We've picked them up from the culture that we live in or the family we grew up in. And those beliefs might have been there for a really super long time. Could have been there from your own childhood, right? And then, of course, there's more conscious things that are around, but they when our child goes to breastfeed, it triggers those things consciously or unconsciously. And we have feelings about them. (laughs) We have beliefs, we have thoughts, we have feelings that pop up. And we will often start to feel like, oh my God, my child's going to always be breastfeeding. This is never going to end. And we can get really black and white about everything, right? And really kind of catastrophize in those moments. And that impacts our body language, right? It impacts um, the tone of voice we use. It impacts the words we choose to use too in the moment, right? Our tension in our bodies and our kids pick up on that. And for young toddlers, the only way that they can move through stress, this is really, really important to understand. The only way that they can move through stress is with oxytocin. They are unable to downregulate their stress to move out of their stress without co-regulation. So this is absolutely true up until about age three. So like through the first three plus years of life. And 
after that stage, after three, it doesn't magically be like, oh, now they can automatically do those things. No, they still need support because that that system of being able to regulate their stress is still developing, right? So this means that when you are stressed, they start to feel that stress. The only way that they can move through that stress, the only way that they can calm their stress hormones is through oxytocin. This is co-regulation. And that oxytocin is the love hormone, right? The bonding hormone. That's what they feel. That's what they get a rush of when they breastfeed, when they are close with you. So that means they want to breastfeed. You feel stressed by that, by them wanting to breastfeed. They feel stressed from your stress. And now they do what they know how to do best. That's what they're instinctively driven to do, to breastfeed. And that further triggers you and you have this spiral that happens. And I call it the toddler breastfeeding stress spiral. So that is there. That is happening, right? This can really amplify that clinginess. You get put, stuck in this push-pull cycle, right? So you might not even, the initial stress could have been something that had nothing to do with breastfeeding, but they were picking up on that stress. And so they asked to breastfeed. You don't need to feel guilty or shameful about having stress. All humans have stress, right? And we live in a really stressful day and age. And most of us have a lot of stress in our lives um, that are is very real. And it makes sense. It makes so much sense that we feel that. But we also need to acknowledge that this is playing a role in our breastfeeding and playing a role in the way that your child is breastfeeding and the way that they are, the frequency, right, and the intensity with which they're asking to breastfeed. So human children can and will happily breastfeed until age seven or longer. So if you are waiting for your child to just decide that they're done with breastfeeding, you may be waiting a really long time, right? But... That internal experience that you're having, learning how to work with it, which is what I, I specialize in doing and what I really, really hone in on when I'm working with clients inside of Owner Breastfeeding Story, um, when you can work with that internal experience, you can turn the dial down on your child's intensity around the frequency and emotions with breastfeeding. And when you do that, you can ease the stress for both of you, right? So the cool thing about that is that you can make changes from that place. So first, you have to really look at that internal experience, look at your stress, look at the thoughts and beliefs and feelings that you're having day to day around many different issues, right? And starting to separate that out, making that unconscious stuff a little more conscious, a little more aware of it so that you can sort through it and meet it with love, meet it with compassion and kindness when it comes up and move through your own stress so you can regulate yourself, right? Because kids have to co-regulate. So when you can regulate yourself, you're in a place where you can co-regulate with your child and help them move through that stress, which will turn down the dial on the clinginess and the breastfeeding addiction, quote addiction. <laughs> so that's really just important to understand. And that's really the first step in helping your child become ready to, to wean. And then from there, you can look at 
things that are really unique about your child, right? Like I was sharing before, where your child is just wired in a certain way. Their their body, their brain, their nervous system is wired in a certain way. And certain things in their environment and certain things happening to them and around them day-to-day, activities, that kind of stuff, can be um, either allowing them to handle that stress with more resiliency to really thrive and flourish, or it can be adding to that stress that they're feeling. So the first thing that you can do is, right, reduce your own stress, work through that, um, and really meet all of those thoughts and feelings and beliefs head on with kindness and compassion inside of yourself so that we can kind of take a, like, put a damper on that toddler breastfeeding stress spiral. And then you can look at your child and see what stressors are in their life and around them day to day in their environment that are making it more challenging for them to be met with the stress of weaning because weaning is stressful. It's going to be stressful for you. It's going to be stressful for them. That's just a guarantee. There's going to be a certain level of stress here. But by reducing all these other stressors for you and for them, you are empowering them and better equipping them to meet that new challenge, right? And the cool thing about this is that when you're able to do that, get to a place where you have the capacity to support them with the stress that they have to co-regulate, right? And you've reduced those, all of that kind of external pieces around them, then you can approach the, the challenge of weaning, right? So the reality is that your child won't be, quote, like ready to wean on their own until they just stop breastfeeding. (laughs) That's how you know that they're really ready to wean, right? But what we can do and what you can do is get to a place where there's enough supports around them, where they have all of the resources they need internally to meet this new challenge of weaning. Because it's not so much that they're ready to wean, it's that they are ready to take on this challenge of weaning. Right. So there's readiness to wean where it's like they've just they've weaned. That's that's how you knew they were ready. <laughs> or there's the flip side of building up the infrastructure kind of inside that child, the emotional capacity to handle this new challenge. And then you move through that new challenge together. Right. But that starts with you. It starts with your internal experiences. And only from that place can you turn outward and see the external pieces around your child that need some support. And then together you can move through weaning. So that is my podcast for today on supporting your child that's too clingy. And just to kind of recap quickly, we have, you you can't flip the switch on them. You can't just magically help them to be ready to wean, to just wean without anything you need to do. (laughs) And then we have that toddler breastfeeding stress spiral where they can only regulate themselves with oxytocin, which they get through breastfeeding. So if they're asking for breastfeeding is stressful for you, then it's going, that is going to be stressful for them. And they're going to ask to breastfeed more and you're going to have this stress spiral happening. And then understanding that you can work through your own stressors. You can work through the internal experience that you're having and provide external supports for yourself so that you can co-regulate with them, so that you can show up and offer them all of that oxytocin that they need in order to feel more relaxed, in order to move through that stress confidently and, uh, you know, be empowered through it. And then lastly, you can 
provide them with the external supports that they need to reduce their overall stress so that you can meet this challenge of this new challenge of weaning kind of head on with love and compassion. Okay, if you haven't already registered for my workshop coming up this Friday, October 27th at 2 p.m. Eastern, please go and do that. You can find the link in the show notes or go to ownyourparentingstory.com forward slash workshop. I will be really covering this stuff, deep diving it, and I'll have an extended Q&A at the end where we can hang out and you can ask questions because your situation is unique. I know it. So I don't want to be giving all these generalities away out there uh, when you're like, okay, but how does that work for me? Come to the workshop and we're going to talk about it. It's free. It's live. If you cannot show up live for whatever reason, register anyway and you're going to get a replay. So please, please, please do that. I am so excited. I cannot wait to to see you all there. And stay tuned for the podcast episode that is coming out in a couple days on readiness for you. (laughs) Today was readiness for your child. In a few days, it'll be readiness for you. All right. I will see you all at the workshop on Friday. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes in the future. Also, check out my breastfeeding toddler communication guide and cheat sheet to learn how to say no to the feed while still saying yes to the need at www.ownyourparentingstory.com forward slash guide. And that concludes another episode of Start to Stop Toddler Breastfeeding. The theme song is Little Balloon by Jenny and Tyler. And it has been a pleasure to share this time with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.